Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. I want you to turn with me to Luke, the fourth chapter. Somebody say Luke. I love, out of the four synoptic gospels, I love Luke's accounts the most because Luke was a doctor. He was a physician, and so he writes in greater detail a lot of times than the others do because his background led him to write things in more specificity. And this is an account of Jesus. This is an account of Jesus. And we're going to start, this is the third, Luke, the third chapter. And it says this, we're going to start at 21. Now when all the people were baptized, somebody say baptized. It came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. Somebody say the heaven was open. Oh, that we being Jesus followers, if what we did causes God to open the heavens. How many of you would like for God to open the heavens? That Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the one who was God wrapped in flesh, he had no need to, to prove anything to anybody. He had a self-identification that he was, he was God in the flesh. See, before this, we barely even saw Jesus in the, in the scripture right here. The last account that we heard about Jesus is when he was a little boy and he was teaching the rabbis in the synagogue. He was, he, see, he was all God even when he was a baby. And they were marveling at his wisdom. How does a little kid know all this stuff? He was God. They're up, in, they're up in there trying to recite the word, and they didn't realize that the word wrapped in flesh was in their presence. But even though he was gifted, even though he was flowing in an anointing before his time, the word of God said his mother and father came and they led him away. And you never hear about Jesus doing anything until this moment. What does that tell us, people of God? I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how fluent you are in the things of God. Not until your time. Tell somebody, not until your time. We don't want to go out trying to call ourselves, and I'm, I'm, you should have zeal, and you should have a want to, and you should have a desire to do things for God, but not until it's time. I heard T.D. T. Jakes talk on his new book, Soar. He said that the Wright brothers, they built their airplane in Dayton, Ohio, but they realized that they had to take it to Kitty Hawk because the wind was right. See, you can do the, wrong, you can do the right thing, but not have the right wind. That you're not in the right environment and it's not the right time. It doesn't matter. Wait on your time. You'll save yourself a lot of heartache and you'll save yourself a lot of heartbreak if you simply wait on your time. Because when it's your time, there is nothing that can stop you. When it's your time, there is nothing that can block you. When it's your time, things will dissolve and move out of your way. When it's your time. 
that ain't what I came to say today. But Jesus, he picks up right here and he is walking through the wilderness and his cousin, y'all, it's his cousin. John the Baptist is his cousin. You have to understand that when Mary was pregnant and Elizabeth was pregnant, they, they, they hugged each other, they embraced, they gave a holy embrace and something left in Elizabeth's womb. She said, woo! Because John the Baptist, even, even in the womb, recognized the holiness and the sanctity of Jesus, his cousin. And there are other accounts where Jesus came, he came out of the wilderness, and, and, and John the Baptist said, hey, hey, behold, the Son of God that came to take away the sins of the whole world, he is before us. He said, John, man, don't, man, you my cousin, man, don't make no big fuss. He said, no, no, see, this is my, this, this, they call me John the Baptist, and people under, people confused thinking that baptism started then. No, he was John the Baptist. He was going around baptizing people before then. But he said, he said, he said, he said, cousin John, I, I need you to baptize me. He said, man, I'm not worthy to lace your shoes, cousin. What are you talking about? The one I've been crying about, you're him. And I'm announcing you. And let me tell you, those of you that are trying to make your way, they're passing out your business cards so somebody can discover you, so you can get on, on stage. When it's your time, other people will recognize the gift on you. Stop trying to make your own way. Just walk in what God called you to be, Amen. And so as the story goes, he said, no, he said, look, you've got to, you've got to, cousin, you've got to baptize me so that the scriptures can be fulfilled. Yes. What does that tell us? That Jesus, even though he was all powerful, he respected the rule of the word. God, I'm teaching this morning. I don't care how, 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 how melodious your voice is or how much you can prophesy or how much you can see in the people's future or how, how good you can exhort and how good you can make people feel good if we don't honor the government of the word of God. He just said, yeah, I'm God in the flesh, but I've, you've got to baptize me so that the scriptures could be fulfilled. And so Jesus is saying right here, y'all sit down, I'm gonna have y'all standing with me the whole time. My topic for the next few minutes is, it's this, y'all. It's, this is when everything changes. Tell somebody, this is when everything changes. Jesus is about to go from obscurity to being known. This is where everything changes. This is the gateway by, whereby Jesus' ministry is launched. And it was through following the spiritual principle of baptism. See, God lets nothing happen by accident and nothing is by accident. So by virtue of the fact, God could have launched him in the woods. He could have launched him somewhere else. But God chose the public square of baptism to validate and launch Jesus. And so we're going to talk about just for a couple of seconds. 22 says this, and the Holy Ghost, after the, after the heaven was open, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. I'm going to say like a dove. And the voice of heaven came and said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. Isn't that our dream that God make an announcement over us? Isn't that beautiful? Us being followers of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Luke 4th chapter, the first verse. 
That's the thing everybody wants to say. Woo, Lord, I thank you, Lord. You made an announcement. You announced to everybody that your favor is on me and all this stuff. That sounds good, don't it? That sounds good. But look at the next thing that God led him to do. Luke 4, the first chapter. Luke 4, the first verse. It says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, tell somebody he was full of it. How many of you full of it? Full of the Holy Ghost. I can't leave it in full of it. That can be anything. Say, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan. Look at this, y'all. And was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he, didn't, he did eat nothing. They were ended. And when they were ended, he after hunger. I want to talk about four things real quickly. The first thing is, here is our desire. And the reason I'm using this as a gateway where this is all changed is that God, the Holy Spirit came and dwelt with Jesus in an unprecedented way that nobody had ever seen before. And how many of you know that in this house, God, God is, uh, he, he, he is encountering us in a way that we've never seen before been here for years and years y'all y'all know and y'all can attest that God is encountering us he he is ushering us he is catching us up in our worship he is doing things he is stirring us up he is calling us to prayer he is calling us to his side like never before somebody say like never before he's doing things unprecedented and so this is our objective and I just want to point out four things and then we're going to be finished and we're going to trans transition the first one is, I hope as Christians, not only us being baptized, but I'm using baptism as a backdrop to, to explain this was, baptism was the vehicle by which God encountered Jesus. I believe that Jesus had not said, let me fulfill the scripture, that God would not have descended on him and made an announcement. Some things have to be. Tell somebody, some things have to be. Some things have to be, people of God. And this is what Jesus did. And this is our hope as followers of Jesus Christ. How many of you are followers of Jesus Christ? Let me hear you see your hand. Tell somebody, I am a follower and I'm a disciple. They, they can be mutually exclusive. You can be a follower and not be a disciple. A disciple is a person that I, I follow after you with discipline. That I realize that I know nothing except you teach me. And that I'm following after you. I'm going to mimic you. I am going to, I'm going to copy the very things you do. I'm your disciple. Tell somebody, Lord, tell, say, Lord, I'm your disciple. And so these are the four things we want to do. The first thing is, our desire is to be identified by the Lord. That's the first thing Jesus did. The, the heavens opened, shined the light on him. A, a, a dove descended upon him. That, that Jesus was set apart. He was pointed out. He said, this is my beloved son. I've got many sons in the earth realm. But this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. So what am I saying? I'm saying that in order for us, if we're going to follow the pattern of our elder brother, Jesus Christ, it is time to come out from the shadows. It is time to come out from the herd mentality and stand out and say, I am willing to stand in the middle of the, of the public square and declare my fidelity and my love for you, God. We've got too many Christians that are standing in the crowd. 
But God said, the only true way I'm going to use you is if I identify you. And if I identify you by virtue of me identifying you, I am setting you apart from the rest of the crew. Some of us want to blend in with the family. We want to blend in with the co-workers. We want to blend in in the community because it costs too much to stand out. You see, you have to understand when Jesus came in Jerusalem on the weekend where he died, they were yelling, Hosanna! On Palm Sunday, but by the end of the weekend, they were saying, crucify him. Tell somebody, it costs to stand out. It costs to stand out. But God said, all of y'all, you know, gee, uh, we, we all, all of us are God's children, and he got the whole world, and he said, yeah, 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 I understand all that. But there are some set-apart people that God said, this is my beloved son. And though it doesn't feel good, the next thing is to be validated. Somebody said to be validated. See, this world tells us that we have to be validated by, by the brand of whoever's clothes we wear. We are, we are validated by the number of degrees that sit on our wall. We are validated by what, what our pedigree is and what side of the tracks we come from and what kind of car we drive. All these emblems and all these brands. But all to be validated by the Father. I said, this is my beloved son. Everybody was saying, it is, is it Elijah? Is it Moses? No, no. This is my beloved son. I've got many children in the earth, but this is my beloved one. And guess what, y'all? Well, Jesus is the only one. He said, he said, you know, that Jesus went on and went to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, them he gave the power to become the sons of God. And so we would say, oh, well, that's Jesus. And we can never reach the, reach the level of what Jesus, but then he said, no, I went and died. I went and shed my blood on the cross. I went and sprinkled my blood on the mercy seat so you can have access. So now you can be a son of God. Tell somebody, you can be your son. The word of God calls Jesus the first begotten. Meaning that there are many others that God has, but he's the first begotten of many. And so the first thing is, we want God to identify. I want you to write these down if you're taking notes. Tell us, tell, tell God, I want you to identify me. Just know that it comes at the cost of standing out. That on your job, you're going to stand out. At the job, you, you know, on the job or in the family, you can't laugh at all the jokes. You can't do this when everybody is, is saying a negative. You got to make a decision whether you're going to be water, you're going to be gasoline. You're going to put the fire out or you're going to, or you're going to add to the fuel. Tell somebody you have to stand out. So the first thing is to be identified. The next thing is to be validated. And I'm speaking to people in this room, stop looking for other people to validate you. Stop looking for people, oh, you so good. Cause those same people are gonna be talking junk about you in a minute. People change their opinion like they change, I'm gonna say socks. So, 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 don't, don't yeah, it, it's, it's nice to be thought well of people, but people's mind change like the weather. But when God validates you, when God plants you, when God puts you center stage, no man can pluck you out. I don't care how much they plot against you. I don't care how much they plan against you. I don't care what much they talk about you. God is the one that validates. Amen. The third thing is, and I'm just about finished, 
The next thing we want to do, the third thing is that we want to be empowered. Somebody say be empowered. We want to be empowered by the almighty presence of God. So not only did, you, did God identify him, he validated him, but then he let the Holy Spirit descend on him as a dove. What is the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of God, the literal Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit that Jesus said that when he was about to leave, he said, look, I want you to go to the upper room and I'm going to see you a helper. The same one that has been allowing me to do these same miracles is going to be a leader. It's going to be a teacher. It's going to be a guide. It's going to guide you into all truth. Somebody say all truth. God said, I want you to do everything you can naturally, and I'm going to add my super to your natural. Somebody look at you and say, God, thank you for adding super to my natural. I tell you all the time, do what only you can do, and then God is going to step in and do what only he can do. We always say, God, if you just open the way, if you just do this, if you do that. No, do what you can do. And God said, I will step in, and I will multiply the rest with my supernatural power. Tell somebody, God, I need your empowerment. These are lessons that we can learn from what Jesus encountered with God. And we're supposed to follow his thing, his, his example. And the last thing, people of God, is after Jesus was identified, somebody identif say, say identified. After he was validated, somebody say validated. And after he was empowered, somebody say empowered. Chapter 4, verse 1 said that he was led in the wilderness to be tempted. But after he was identified, after he was validated, after he was empowered, the next thing he was, he was proven. Somebody say proven. The word of God said that he was led into the wilderness for the purpose to be tempted. And you were saying, Lord, why am I going through this? Why am I, why am I going through this? Lord, seem like, Lord, seem like the more I do for you, the more things go wrong. It's because, could, be, could it be perhaps that you're in a wilderness experience and God is, he said, the thing that I put on you, we get excited when we get identified. We get excited when we get validated. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're showing my enemies, Lord, that you are with me. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Lord, for your empowerment. Somebody say, Lord, thank you for empowerment. But I got a quote for you right here. It says, potential means nothing until it has been tested. You can have all the potential in the world. You can have all the skill. You can have all the anointing in you in the world. But it means nothing until it's put to the test. I don't want to explain to some of you some of the things that you're going through. You're just being proven. The word of God said that God led him into the wilderness. Not to teach him lessons, not to talk to him. He led him into the wilderness to be tempted. And Jesus was tempted on every side. On every side. Y'all know the story. And if you don't, I want you to read the rest of that chapter, chapter 4. It talks about the devil tempted him. Jesus was hungry. The devil commanded him to turn stones into bread. And Jesus, every time that Jesus had a rebuttal, it is written. Somebody say, it is written. Meaning before we go into a time of testing, we need to have the word in our hearts, people of God. Because we may not be able to get hold of Pastor Tony. You may not be able to get rid of, uh, a hold of Minister Gwen. You may not be able to get hold of Minister Gore. Say, what does this mean I'm going through? You got the David said, the word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you, God. We're not reading God's word. We're not fellowship with him in prayer for what we're going through. 
we are eating a word for a period of testing that we don't even know of. People wonder what made Jesus Jesus. Yeah, he was the son of God, but Jesus still had a choice to walk out precepts. The amazing duality of Jesus Christ, that he was all God and he was all man at the same time. That while he was born and he was divine, he was also man and he, he submitted himself to baptism. He submitted himself to the cross. He submitted, those Roman soldiers didn't take Jesus. They tried to grab him and they fell on the ground. Which means they couldn't have took Jesus and let Jesus submitted himself to the process. Everybody standing on your feet. Tell somebody, this is where it all changes. Come on, tell somebody with your chest. Come on, tell them, this is where it all changes. It all changes when we encounter God. Jesus later on, when he came down from being tempted, where the devil told him to jump off, jump off the mountain, and the angels going to, he said, "All this world have I given unto you? I'm, I'm going I'm to show you the, I'm going to show you the, 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 the kingdoms of the whole world." He said, "I'm going to give it to you." And guess what? The devil was validated in doing that because Adam gave away the keys to the earth. And he said, "If you, it said, if you just simply bow down to me, I'll give you all this." And Jesus responded with the word again. And then Jesus immediately came down, the, down that mountain and his ministry began and he went to the synagogue where they were reading scripture. They were reading the Torah. And Jesus opened up the book of Isaiah. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to spread the good news, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those that are captive, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then Jesus closed the book. They were looking at him. Brother Nelson, they were looking at him. Like, Who is this joker coming in town? And then he sat down and had all their attention. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. What am I telling you people of God? That after we've been identified by God, after we've been validated by God, and then after we've been empowered by God, and then the thing that he's empowered in us, after we've been proven, after we've been tried as pure gold, somebody say then. Then you are launched out. You are released. Somebody say release. Tell somebody get ready for your release. Jesus said, I've been tempted on every hand in hunger. I've been tempted with power. I've been tempted with the lust of this world. I've been tempted with everything and I survived it. I overcame it. Tell somebody, I overcame that stuff. I overcame that stuff. God said, when you've been tried, when you've been proven, see, it does no good to have the Holy Ghost inside of you if it has not been put to the test. He said, oh, I can. I can do all things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, you, are you sure about it? I'm going to prove it. And some of you right now, is this speaking to anybody that you're in a wilderness experience? Are you thinking that God is trying to kill you? God said, no, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm trying to prove you. You feel like it's going to kill you because it's hurting your flesh and it's hurting your feelings and it's hurting your mentality. And you feel like even God has turned his back on you. He said, no, I'm not trying to kill you because I love you. It is of the kingdom's advantage that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. But the thing that I put in you, I can't put you out there on the front line unless you've first been proven. 
Somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for proving me. Let's pray. God, we thank you right now. Lord, that now that we have encountered you in a new way, this changes everything. This changes everything, God. Because now, God, some of us may be in the process of identification. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for giving us our identity right now. Come on, continue to lift your hands. I speak over God's people, and I speak identity into their lives, God. That they have no confusion. That they are who you called them to be, and they're satisfied with how you made them, with who you made them. That we are not lusting. We are not looking over in greener grass and hoping we were this and hoping we were that. God, we embrace who you made us. We embrace the giftings and the talents and even the path that you have chosen us. And Lord, after that, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the validation, God, that, that the identification is for us, but the validation is for others. Lord, that those that have doubted us, those that have put roadblocks against us, God, that you begin even now, God, to show those that you are with us, you are for us, and nothing can stop us because we are your favorite children. And Lord, after that, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that after we embrace who you've made us, we embrace your validation, God. Next, after that, God, we embrace your empowerment. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you give one gift to one, you give one gift to another, God. But we thank you that even now, God, you are empowering your people to the specificity of what you called them to do, God. Some people are called to start businesses. Some people are called to start foundations, God. Some people are called, God, to minister in song and in the word. Some are called to be a missionary in a foreign land. But God, we thank you right now, God, that you are raining down empowerment of the Holy Spirit even now, God. And Lord, after you empower us, Lord, then you, then you will lead us to a period of testing. That while we are validated, God, we thank you that those that are in the wilderness experience right now, Lord, I pray encouragement into their spirit right now. Lord, that they don't have a spirit of, of self-loathing, God, or they think that nobody cares about them and they cannot make it, God. But Lord, we thank you that even now that you are encouraging, you are lifting up the hung down head, that Lord, that we can persevere, that we can go stronger, we can go further in you, God. We can do the impossible, God. With man, it is impossible, God, but with you, God, all things are possible. Thank you, Lord, that we are grounded, we are rooted in your word, God. Lord, and when the enemy comes and tempts us to, to try other options, when the, word, when, the, when the devil comes and tempts us to, to trust other people, to put our trust in other things and to do things that are ungodly in order to make our way, God, let the word rise up in our hearts, God, the same way that it did for Jesus. So that, we, so that we may not sin against you. Lord, the sin is not always sleeping with somebody. God, the sin is not always taking a drug. It's not always lying and stealing, God. But sometimes, God, it's the sin of unbelief. Lord, let us believe. Not in you, God. For you said, Lord, without faith, it's impossible to please you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we have faith in you, God. But Lord, let us have faith and belief in ourselves. Believe that we are worthy to be used by you. Believe that, that we, we, are, we are good enough. That you love us. You, you, you care for us. We are your special children, God. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. And we thank you, Lord, that today changes everything. Not only for the people that are about to go in a liquid grave, God. 
But we thank you, Lord, that our encounter with you begins to change everything. God, we receive this word. We'll hide it in our hearts. We'll meditate on it day and night, God, until it produces much fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hug somebody and tell them this changes everything. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.